Hi, my name is Duncan and we are the Fancy Football Fanatics. I'm joined by Matt in London and Andy in San Fran. Matt, what was your football highlight of the week? I feel like my football highlights moment have been mostly like low lights. Um, so because football seems to have been treating me really badly recently. My my fantasy team has been plummeting through the rankings and everything I do goes wrong. Uh, Man U, I've watched both their games, uh, the last two games, which has been unbearably boring um, for the last 180 minutes of watching Man U. Um, so I, I take delight in watching Jordan Pickford's little calamity at the end of the, uh, the Liverpool-Everton game, because I know at least football is not so bad for me. There's someone else it's just like slightly worse for right now. Um, so that's my football highlight of the week. His complete... Slightly worse. <laughs> I, I think it's quite a lot worse for Jordan Pickford. To be yeah, there. I think he might be feeling a bit worse than I am right now about, about the sport of football. You're taking pleasure in others' pain to yeah, yeah. distract yourself. I, that, I respect it. that. That's it. I, I'm that sort of guy. <laughs> that was such a, such a blow for Everton right in the last minute oh. and such a freak goal Van Dyke's shot what the hell was that that was so freakish such a sucker punch because they did not deserve that at all but um but it, it didn't look like happening yeah um yeah slightly gutted for them but um also now delighted that football's worse for someone else that, other than me yeah Andy how about you what was your football highlight my football highlight of the week is Marouane Fellaini's haircut okay. have you seen it it's pretty yeah, pretty yeah. standard he, he looks like a regular human now. Like he doesn't look weird anymore. It's like it's. I don't, I don't know what what to think about it. Really, his head looks really small all of a sudden. Like it, it doesn't really look like Marouane Fellaini anymore. Well, except um, for his gangly nature as he goes around the pitch. He is still very gangly and elbowy. That's true. But yeah, um, I. Uh, that's like a significant change in my life. So that's my football highlight of the week. <laughs> it, might be, it might be a significant change for him as well because he's cut all his hair off and had a, a beautiful finish midweek in the, champ, in the Champions League, I think, didn't he? So he's not just changed his look, but he's, maybe he's going to become a classy footballer now. Well, yeah, maybe. Imagine that. We'll see him. There was a time, actually, when, uh, before he signed for Man United, when he was like uh, in his early 20s at Everton, where he looked like he was going to develop into a proper player. Like, uh, I had this, like, enduring memory in my mind of him against Liverpool doing this roulette around, I think it was Steven Gerrard, and just making an absolute fool out of him. Like, where did that player go? What happened to that guy? Maybe it was all in the hair. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe the hair hit it. Now it's back. Uh, Yeah, maybe. Nice, I like that one. My my football highlight of the week was uh, today, not long um, since uh, we started recording, Arsenal Spurs. Ah, Arsenal's performance. I'm just buzzing after watching that. Um, I have to say, I think when I previewed it last week, I think I got the this one out the hat and I said, um, you know, neither team are looking particularly great at the back. Um, Arsenal especially, but both are looking good going forward. And, it, you know, maybe it could be one of those four-all draws like we've had um, in years gone by or a 5-2 or something like that. And it turned out like that. Um yeah, it was just brilliant. Arsenal backed up that performance against Liverpool at home a few weeks ago where they really looked like they were up for the fight and were really kind of running hard and challenging and kind of equaling Liverpool in that department. But in the Spurs game, they were not only running hard and showing a lot of passion, they were also really confident and showing the quality um, to kind of blow Spurs away. Yeah, I've just... 
just amazed. So I'm fully on board um, the Emery, Emery's Arsenal. Um, and fantasy-wise, Arsenal attack is surely where it's at with their fixture swing coming up. But we will come to that later. Um, let's have a look at our game weeks very quickly. We've got a bit of a bumper show this week because we don't have time to record another one. Um, we've got midweek fixtures um, coming up on Tuesday and then we've got more fixtures on Saturday. So we're going to cram them all into one show. So we're going to be quite quick with our game week review. Um, and we're just going to talk about points, what transfer we made and who our captain was. So I'm up first. Um, I've done the best this week. My fancy football fix predicts my um, live final rank for the game week to be 68 points. Um, which is a huge turnaround from last week when I think I had 27 points after taking a hit and having a terrible game week. Dropped out of the top 20k. Um, so that's great. My um, transfer in was Sterling for Hazard. I, <laughs> as Matt has already pointed out to me, I changed my mind on this. Um, I was saying not going to bring in Sterling before Fulham at home for Hazard. That's not going to work. It doesn't make sense. But as the week went on, um, the comments from Sari just made me think, well, Hazard's not on form. He needs a few games before he's back to form. And also, Fulham played well in the last fixture and Ranieri effect. Um, the manager bounce that we talked about, um, I thought would have a part to play. Hazard did get an assist, but Sterling captain was a great one this week. Um, and then, yeah, my captain, yeah, was Sterling. I brought him in and captain him. And Aguero, vice-captain. Um, I, I think a lot of people will probably have captain Aguero will have Sterling vice-captain um, but I know a lot will have Salah vice-captain so yeah good week for me back in the top 10k hopefully um, or close to it at least so a good game week who's up next? I think it might be me you know okay, certainly not me <laughs> <laughs> So I'm currently on 61, um, but I have Aguero, who will obviously go out for Richarlison. Um, I'm not sure where the bonus points are going in that game, but I imagine that um, probably none of my players, maybe Alexander-Arnold might get some. So I'll end up on either 63, 64-ish, which is not a bad game week. Um, currently, I'm sitting on 45,000 as my ranks, the first time of the season into the top 50,000. So I'm on the way up, which is good. Um, this It was really my back four that did it this week. Um, Wan-Bissaka, Alonso, Alexander-Arnold and Doherty all got um, six or seven points. And then I captain Sterling. Um, Jimenez, Eriksson and Altovic all got assists for me. So and that worked out too. My transfer, I also transferred out Hazard. <clears throat> I've, um, I think I'm not the only person who's done that. Um, there's a lot of people who've sort of seen Hazard's form, particularly the way he was um, not linking up very well with Morata has caused a lot of people to think twice about him. So um, I was the same. My original plan was to get Ericsson and Hummin Son in for Hazard and Ryan Fraser. I can't do that anymore because um, Ryan Fraser's value dropped by 0.1. And so now I can't do that. So I need to find an alternative plan for the midweek fixtures. Um, but I did the first bit. I got Ericsson in. He got me an assist. That was nice. And he's got a nice run of fixtures coming up. So I'm still still confident that was the right thing to do. Um so yeah, all in all, I'm I'm pretty happy with that game week. Um, I uh, and I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to the next few fixtures as well because I think I'm set up with a, a nice run of fixtures for most of my players. And you might even have overtaken Matt in our mini league. 
Oh, have I? Well, you've spotted that. You might, have, <laughs> you might have. It's not. We're not sure yet, are we? No, it's very, very close. Which is, I've caught about eighty points up on Matt in one month, which is fantastic for me and terrible for Matt. Um, which is a nice segue, isn't it? Yeah, Matt. How are you doing? Yeah, not so great. Um, tell, tell us about it. <laughs> Do I have to? It's, it's quite, <laughs> it's quite painful, really. Um, just make it make it short. Just points, captain, and transfer. Right. So I I, I followed Duncan's sage advice uh, last week uh, for, for let, let's keep Hazard for one more game and definitely not put Sterling in, and discovered that everyone else put Sterling in, and then Sterling got a full nine points. Um, which as soon as the game week had shut, I suddenly realised that that was probably a, a tactical error, and I hadn't thought about it long enough. Um, but Celavi, um, Pereira has turned into a bit of a disaster transfer um in patches and i have not caught a patch of his goal scoring form um i captained aguero um who was then dropped from the match day squad um i think rumors of a small injury uh so salah became my captain instead of hazard um i do i don't usually even check who my vice captain's on i did check this time and i thought well if Aguero, for some reason, doesn't play, then Salah's the much safer bet because Hazard's been sort of uh, on semi-injury all day, and that's that's uh, that's hurt me again as well because Salah got an assist and a clean sheet, and uh, Hazard got assist and a clean sheet, and Salah got subbed off early. Um, so I've I've somehow climbed to fifty points on the back of my defence, but uh, it's still quite far down for the average this game week. So I'm probably gonna have a red arrow for like the fourth or fifth week running, which is not great. And so I'm very tempted to push the panic button when the transfer market um, for this next game week. Well, you've got two transfers, so you can you can definitely make a big change, maybe even take a small hit, a mini wildcard with three transfers. Yeah, I'm thinking of a, a four or eight point hit at the moment. Wow. Yeah, and not a bad shout before this big run of... Uh, fixtures. Yeah, I'm gonna Christmas fixtures. get get on get on the swing and fixtures for some of the for some of the big teams. One thing to think about for you, I haven't done a huge amount of research into it, but if you're thinking about making three or four transfers, you've got Ryan in goal for you. And there was some talk recently about the Asia Cup and Australia's involvement. Um, I just heard someone mention it, so yeah, maybe something worth looking into for Ryan. Yeah, yeah, and he's he's gone. Four game weeks now without scoring anything more than two points. Um, so he had that a good three good couple of three game weeks, um, but Brighton has seemed to have a habit of conceding one goal every game at the moment. So um, uh, unfortunately, he's not the part of the field that needs the most surgery in my team. But um, uh, he's definitely on my watch list of a player I'd like to to swap out. Okay. Um, yeah. So. I mentioned it before. Should we get straight into it? We've got game week 15 to preview and then game week 16. We're going to try and um, kind of s- speed up how we go through them. Normally go into quite a lot of detail with these, but I think we're just going to try and pick out the fancy assets that we would recommend in this fixture, be it kind of defenders or anyone we think will particularly do well. Um, so first up, game week 15. It's coming quickly on Tuesday. Um, we're recording on Sunday, so there's not a lot of turnaround time, and I'm sure there's going to be a lot of movement in the transfer market before then. Um, Bournemouth, Huddersfield, this is one for me. Um, I thought that Bournemouth, uh, Bournemouth did me and Ben such a good 
good deed by getting Callum Wilson a goal and not getting absolutely tanked. Um, I think we talked, we've been saying it for quite a while, Bournemouth assets, you know, maybe it's time to move them on, but for some reason or another, there's always been something else to do. And now we've got this prime home fixture and it's one for Bournemouth attackers. So I'm holding on to Fraser. I'm holding on to Wilson. I'm going to give them this kind of last hurrah and then they're going to be going because their fixtures are still bad going forward. Um, but yeah, they've done great for us. This is their last one. Wilson's on form. Um, yeah, I'm going to play them. Um, Huddersfield have been looking better recently, but they lost 2-1 to Brighton, which is quite hard to do when Brighton away from home. So maybe they're going to be returning back to their kind of patchy form. And yeah, almost attackers is the way to go on this one, I think. Um, hold on to them for one more week. Andy, what do you reckon to Brighton Crystal Palace? Um, I will be playing Aaron Wambasaka for this one. I think he's probably the one player that enough people have that they'll be listening out for um, for that name. Um, I'm not sure whether anybody has the likes of Tompkins or um, any other defensive assets in this game, but I think that's the thing to do. Um, possibly one for Shane Duffy um, because he's obviously come good in the past, but I think this has got nil-nil written all over it, so player defenders. Yeah, I think that's a fair shot. And Crystal Palace looking on good defensive form as well. I'd say speaking speaking from experience, uh, Brighton will concede one goal um, at some point, uh, so Matt Ryan doesn't get his clean sheet. <laughs> that's, that's the voice of, voice of bitter experience. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's a good shot, Andy. I think play the defenders in this one. Palace not looking brilliant going forward. You know, a win against Burnley is one thing, but defensively they're looking solid much more solid than they have done in a while. So, yeah, um, good shout. Matt, West Ham, Cardiff. So, Cardiff have been the whipping boys at the start of the season, but they really have turned that round the last few weeks and they look like um, quite, a good, quite a good team on a good run of form and they've got out of, um, out of the relegation zone. Um, having said that, I think West Ham are a better team and they're also in good form. And I think Anatovic and Felipe Anderson are, are quite tempting ones at the moment because they've got a good run of fixtures and they're scoring quite regularly. Um, so I'd, I'd be looking at them. And as for Cardiff, Patterson's still a bit of a tempter, being a, the bargain basement midfielder that plays. He's got some goals and he looks like he's still getting chances. Um, so I fancy a West Ham win, but... Uh... Maybe, maybe Cardiff grabbing a goal, did you say? Yeah, maybe Cardiff getting a, getting a goal. Um, okay. Patterson or, or something from a long ball. Okay. Good shout. Um, next up, I've got Watford versus Man City. This one is a bit of a, a big one because this is what people are trying to be basing their, their transfers around, whether to stick or go with Sterling or Sane. And people are very keen on Man City midfielders, but rotation, obviously, a big issue. Um, I don't think I'd be looking at any Watford players for this one. I think um, success isn't getting the kind of full games that he was and starts that he was before. Um, I think Man City midfielders, we should be look, thinking about Mares because he didn't um, start the last game. So you'd expect he might start this one or he'd be very likely to start this one. There were some quotes from Pep this week saying, um, I don't know what um, Sane ate before the game, but he was amazing. Whatever he ate will be on the menu over the next few game weeks. Well, the next few weeks so 
he's clearly very happy about Sane. He made similar comments about Sterling, um, but there has been talk with Mendy going out that he's more likely to play Sane more consistently because he wants that width on the left. And he said in the past that Sterling is playing well because he has competition from Mares, and likewise, vice versa with um, with Mares himself. So I think he probably sees Sterne, Sane's place on the left as more uh, guaranteed and less competition for that left side slot. So with Sterling playing the last one, I think if you haven't got Sterling yet, I would be looking at Sane rather than Sterling if you want to be more sure of a start. Obviously, it's compl- it is pep roulette, so no one can really predict. One thing, the big one is, Andy mentioned it before, the um, Aguero muscle, muscle injury. Um, what Pep has said on this is, I don't know if Aguero will be fit for the midweek game. We will see. Um, so Jesus hasn't had many minutes. He has just come back from injury, but he hasn't had a lot of minutes this season. So if there's any doubt, I'm sure Jesus will play. And it's very hard to predict, but with Aguero's form away from home, would you want him to play anyway? You know, against West Ham away, he, he wasn't really involved and they scored four goals. So um, I think people are going to be looking at Kane and people are going to be looking at um, Aubameyang. And maybe this is a time with Aguero's injury to, to move him on. Um, yeah, also Man City defenders I will be playing. Um, and that's pretty much where I'd leave it with that one. Um, Andy, what do you reckon to Burnley-Liverpool? Um, I reckon if you've got any Liverpool players, play them and probably captain them. And if you've got any Burnley players, keep them as far away from your squad as you possibly can. Um, this is going to be a, a very one-sided game. Burnley, Burnley are in terrible form. Um, Liverpool are a very good team, so I only see this going one way. Um, if you've got if people who still have Salah, which is obviously a, a Less and less as time goes on, but if you've still got Salah, this is, I think is uh, is one way captaining him might be good this season. Um, his goals tend to have come against minnows rather than in the in the big games, and so I think this would be uh, prime Mo Salah scoring territory. I think that's a great point, Andy, and I think he's a big competitor for Kane captaincy this week. I think Salah's my captain at the moment on the bus team because Burnley just looked terrible at the back, terrible in general. Yeah, they're in real trouble, aren't they? Yeah. Um, next up, Matt, Everton-Newcastle for game week 15. What do you reckon? Um, so, I mean, Everton, I thought, played really well um, against Liverpool despite like, losing. Um, and so assets such as Richarlison, Sigurdsson still look like really good picks um, at home to Newcastle, who I think are a bit of a weak side that just occasionally pick up a result. Um and so I'd expect Everton to score some goals. And uh, I've got Dinier and Richarlison, and I th- I'll be playing both of them in this one. Yeah, I think defensively, Everton looked pretty solid. Um, I was quite impressed with their defence in the derby. So you've got to expect clean sheet against Newcastle at home. And they're playing Yerry Mina now. So, you know, threat from set pieces for those centre-backs as well. Keane as well. Yeah. Something, yeah. Um... yeah Yerry oh, Mina looks like a real um, goal threat. Every time he goes up, he's just such a massive bloke in the air. I think he's a. I think once he gets that first goal, he could be, he could be, he could get a few. I think his goal threat is one in three across his career for for a centre back, which is pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah. he does go for it all the time. They always aim for him, so he's always going to get uh, a few chances every single game, even though he's a defender. 
fantastic, fantastic differential as well at the moment. Yeah, I, I just hope that it's Dinia curling onto his head rather than Sigurdsson. No, no, Sigurdsson all the way. Well, no, they, <laughs> they were sharing them in the derby, so I think that will probably continue. Yeah, well, I know, I know knowing my luck, which one it will be that crosses onto uh, Minya's head. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, there's something I picked up from the derby, which uh, could be another differential, is Andre Gomez was getting forward a lot in that game. Like he, he, he really should have scored um, from, uh, from across. But he, was, he seemed to be getting into the box and dribbling past people a lot more than I've previously seen. I think he's really sort of starting to shine now. So I, I'm not sure what price he is. I think he's a pretty cheap option, um, which might be worth looking at. He's 5.4. I, I just think he's one of those players who's very much a central midfielder that is box-to-box. Um, he's good on the ball. He's good at passing. He's good at dribbling. But I... I haven't yet seen anything that makes me think that he's particularly a goal threat or a great fantasy asset to have. I think he just yeah. looks like a great player. Um, but we'll, we will have to see because he is growing with every game. Um, next up is one for me, Fulham Leicester. We've had a few of these fixtures over the last few games where um, you've got a weaker team playing a better team but the weaker team are at home and are on slightly good form and it kind of equals out and they cancel each other out. And this is kind of how I see this one going. Fulham played well against Chelsea, you know, didn't, didn't kind of fall to pieces. They were in the game for a very long time um, until the second goal um, played some good stuff. And I think they'll play some good stuff at home against Leicester. Um, Mitrovic back on form would be a big shout. If you haven't got rid of him, um, from the start of the season, hold on to him because they've got good fixtures and he's looking good. Leicester, um, yeah, I mean, they are slightly unpredictable. Um, pick up the results here and there, but um, I think I think these guys are going to cancel them out. In terms of fancy assets, I don't think I'd be looking at James Madison again until he puts in some consistent form um, and then I might go back to him. Um yeah, I think Vardy and Vardy and the Leicester attack, I would be staying away from at the moment because I think there are better options at that kind of price range um, and they're just a bit unpredictable. So Mitrovic would be my pick and I don't think I'd be playing any defenders in this game. Um, Andy, what do you reckon to Wolves-Chelsea? Well, I have a, a big stake in this game because I have Alonso from Chelsea and I have Doherty, Patricio and Jimenez from, from Wolves. And what I've done is I've, uh, in my bus team, I've, I have to play Patricio because he's, this is, I think, um, he's more likely to keep a clean sheet than Dubravka is. But I've, uh, I've benched both Lofty and, and Jimenez for this game. Um, neither team are really in great form at the moment, but I think Wolves' drop in form has been more abrupt than Chelsea's. So um, I think, aside from the fact that Chelsea are just a better team than Wolves, I think that they, they, they should win this really um, possibly with a sort of a Wolves counter-attack or something. But, um, so maybe maybe uh, two or three to one. But no, I, I think this is a Chelsea, Chelsea players play them um, and try and... Wolves have got... A lot of people have Wolves players, particularly defenders and the goalkeeper. So I've benched those players. I would advise others to as well. Yeah, I've done the same. My bus team, Doherty's on the bench. Bennett is on the bench and he's an issue because he didn't play in the last one. Um, so... Yeah, I think I agree with that completely. Play your Chelsea players if you have them. Um, Man United-Arsenal. This is one for me, but 
um, we can all chip in as as rival fans for this game. Um, Man United are still pretty terrible. Um, they matched Southampton, which is not a compliment in the last game. <laughs> um, Arsenal looked fantastic and they really look up for the big games this season um, and they have been flat-track bullies against the smaller teams. So um, I would expect after that big derby win that they would be going into this one pretty soon after um, with a lot of energy, um, a lot of pace on the counter-attack and a lot of confidence um, because that's definitely what I saw in the derby. Um, I think this is a big call whether... People are getting rid of Aguero. Are they going to move to Lacazette? Are they going to move to Aubameyang? Is this the fixture to do it? Um, or is it better waiting till next week or next game week when they have Huddersfield at home? Or do they want to move early because of that Aguero injury? I think, I mean, we've had a little chat about it, Andy, before we started recording, and Man United are not on good form. Um, whether they are um, going to kind of raise their game for Arsenal, I'd still probably doesn't mean that Arsenal aren't going to score goals. So if you have Arsenal players, um, I would say play your attackers. Defenders, not so much. Um, If you have better options, I'd go with them. Um, But yeah, transferring, I think it's definitely worth considering because these players are on form. They have good fixtures coming up. Lacazette and Aubameyang, um, I think they have to be seriously considered uh, to play for this game. And you know, Rob Holding at dirt cheap price um, in the Arsenal defence. I know the Arsenal defence is nothing to write home about, but if you have a spare 4.4, it's something I'm seriously considering with Bennett not playing for Wolves. Um, you know, it's something I have to look at. Um, Arsenal played a back three in the last game, so he was he was guaranteed to play, and, and he's played all the games since game week six. So, yeah. I think he's a really cheap pick into a, a team that's looking really serious this season. Who's your favourite between Aubameyang and Lacazette at the moment, Dunk? Aubameyang, yeah, without a doubt. I think he he just he gets braces, he gets assists. Um, he, his confidence seems to be up. Um, Lacazette can kind of disappear in games. Um, yeah, I just see I see bigger holes from Aubameyang really, um, and. Although Lacazette is incredibly clinical, um, I think he he seems to be a man who picks up the odd goal here or there rather than kind of big holes. Um, And off the bench, I know he he scored after coming off the bench in this game week, but Aubameyang has shown that in um, across the season. So I have more confidence in Aubameyang, to be honest. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's just in terms of budget, what you can afford, really, what fits into your team. Um, yeah, I think Aubameyang would be my pick of the two, but it might be sensible because of the huge difference in price to go for Lacazette. And if you're going to fund something else, then fund another move, then that makes sense. You know, if people are looking at Man City midfielders and they want that extra two million to make a a Martial into a Sane, then that's where you'd find it. And the difference between them is probably going to be worth it for getting a Sane in. Mm. Um, Oh, Matt, I stole your fixture, didn't I? That was yours. <laughs> <laughs> That's well, all right. Talking about Man U is not the most pleasurable experience at the moment. Yeah, it's a good thing I took that off you because otherwise it would have been pretty painful. All right, so I'm going to give you Spurs-Southampton. 
Um, so I think that's quite an easy one to predict the result. Uh, so Spurs should win this very easily because uh, Southampton are one of the worst teams in the league at the moment. Um, and Spurs, I mean, they got a bad result, obviously, losing the, uh, the derby. Uh, but uh, they have been on a good run of form. Uh, they are getting their best players back fit now. So Ericsson, Ali, Kane. Um, and they are about to, well, this is the first of their really good run of fixtures through to, um, through, through Christmas. So it's one of those where do you get on the Tottenham assets right now? Do you go for the Kane instead of Aubameyang or Lacazette? Um, Kane scored uh, despite losing. Uh, he, he hasn't got too many big hauls. I think it's the thing that counts against him at the moment. Um, but uh, the stats say that he's getting better and better. He's starting to feel a bit fitter. And it's funny enough when like people like Ericsson are behind him, suddenly that he gets more chances uh, to score. So um, I'm certainly considering Kane and Ericsson, um, even though they just lost um, at the weekend. Do you think that the Barcelona fixture where they have to go away and, and get the result um, to see them through in the Champions League is going to have an effect because their fixtures look so crammed over the Christmas and Kane is just not a player they can rotate, whereas their midfield constantly can rotate. Are you not concerned about him just not having the fitness, really? Um, but I think Kane plays every game, so I'm not so worried about his minutes or his fitness because he just sort of he just hangs around the box and holds up the ball and he just seems to like... He's a bit like Rooney. He likes playing minute form. Um, I'd be more worried about if picking Ericsson, Ali, because there's like players like Lamella and Mora to come in and Son. Um, and, I mean, even though they crunched Champions League game against Inter midweek, they rested, um, was it Ericsson? And I think... Um, but anyway, yeah, they, they played more and Lamella, so they, they, he's prepared to rotate, yeah, even if it is an important Champions League game. Um, so which of the midfield he'll pick is going to be interesting over the Christmas period. I think he's going to rotate quite heavily. Yeah, I think that's a good shout. And I think you're right about Kane. He's just going to pick up the penalties, pick up the odd goal from corners and things like that. But the big thing, you mentioned it, is whether he can get big hauls or whether he's just going to pick up the odd goal here and there. The big hauls is what you need for 12 million. Yeah, yeah, and everyone's had their eye on uh, Trippier coming back as well um, when he gets back from his injury because he's definitely uh, their, their set piece taker, star players these days. So he could be one to look at if you're trying to bolster your defence of a star player. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, I think we that's the end of game week 15's preview. Um, so we're going to jump tr- straight into game week 16, which is going to come round before you know it um, on the Saturday. Andy, what do you reckon to Bournemouth Liverpool? Um, cut and paste from my last Liverpool game preview. I think it's it's going to be a Liverpool win. Um, Bournemouth will will battle gamely as they did against Man City, and they will lose. I think um, so. They may score. It's not quite as much of a um, uh, obvious clean sheet as as previously, but I think that um, Liverpool will come through with a win. I think that um, Sadio Mane is on great form. So people who have him should be looking to play in both weeks. And same comment about Salah as well. I think this is a, a good one to look out for him on. Matt Mane did look brilliant in the derby. I thought he looked really like um, Liverpool's best attacker. I just think we we do have to think a little bit more because about Bournemouth attackers because they've got that great home game against Huddersfield. And 
you know, they're at home against Liverpool. Liverpool have been defensively great this season, but it's a home game. Bournemouth are an attacking team. They've got a goal away to Man City. So would you be getting rid of your Bournemouth attackers for this one? And um, Or would you maybe hold on to one, potentially, to play for this game? Well, I, I got rid of Callum Wilson a couple of game weeks ago with, with the knowledge that this run of fixtures was coming up. So um, I missed out on his goal this week. Um, I... I just think there are, better, there are better options right now out there. Um, there are, it's a funny, funny season this, where there are a lot of um, the sort of top top price point players. Very few of them are really performing, but then the lower price points is a lot of competition for who you're going to go for because so many players are doing better than expected. Um, so Ryan Fraser is obviously the the most obvious example of that, but I I think you can spend less money to get more points in elsewhere from from those positions so I am transferring Fraser out when I have a chance I'm just I'm conflicted about this because I've got two of them I've got Wilson and I've got Fraser they've got a great fixture game week 15 Liverpool is a tough one but it is at home then they've got Wolves away which I think previously would have been a tough fixture but it doesn't look so tough at the moment then they've got Brighton at home I, I think you know I might have to move one just to to fund moves elsewhere and to get rid of a player for that Liverpool game, which isn't great, but it gets tough. They've got Tottenham away and Man U away after those two Wolves and Brighton fixtures. I think I might hang on to one of them, and it just depends on their form. Um, it's looking like Wilson's on the form at the moment as to which one that is. Um, previously, I was looking like I was going to have to get some money to fund Kane, but I'm not so sure about that at the moment. I'm still kind of weighing that one up. Um, yeah, just something to think about. Um, okay, Matt, Huddersfield, oh, Arsenal versus Huddersfield. Another easy one, I think. Yeah, so, I mean, Arsenal um, should get a comfortable home win there. Um, I mean, Huddersfield, uh, but they are a battling team of limited ability. So, I expect Arsenal to be able to sweep up a win against the Minnows like they have been all season. Um, and it's another one to strengthen that those thoughts about getting Aubameyang or Lacazette into your team if you don't already have them. Um, yeah. Yeah, and with Chelsea playing Man City in this game week, there's potentially captain options in this game, isn't there? That's right. And you have to consider that with, with transfers over the Christmas period, where your captains are going to be. Yeah, so if you're choosing between, say, Aubameyang, Lacazette or Kane, then, uh, well, Kane has Leicester away, uh, but I'd probably prefer Arsenal at home to Huddersfield um, for this, this game week. Um, so, yeah, it's consideration. Yeah, here's a question for you. Is anyone thinking about Sad Kolasinac at uh, 4.9 million? Yeah, we mentioned him a couple of weeks ago, I think. he, If they keep playing the back three, then he's a good option, especially against lesser teams. But I think there are just so many good, expensive, cheap options out there this season. You know, not far from his, his price is Alexander-Arnold, who's taking corners, who's taking free kicks and is playing in one of the best defences in the league. So, I don't know. I think it's just, he's not quite up there in terms of attacking output and clean sheets in, for what you can get for that money, I think. What I'm thinking of is uh, is upgrading from DeAndre Yedlin to Serg Kolasinac. Um, or, maybe, or maybe holding. Um, but I'm looking at the Arsenal run of fixtures after the Manu game and thinking, I want, I want, some, I want some of that. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's where that's where my brain's at, which could be a, a good move if they do keep playing that back three. 
you're you're more of a maverick than me, and Kalasinac would be a maverick move, and it could come off because he is able to get those twelve point hauls, um, as he's already shown. Um, yeah, why not? Good fixtures, good player. Um, <clears throat> next up is Burnley Brighton, and that's one for me. God, this game is going to be um, drab. Burnley at home, falling apart this season. I don't know where they've gone. Brighton away. They, I mean, they got a, a fixture against Huddersfield away in, in the game week just gone. Um, and I, I think in terms of fantasy, if you have Glenn Murray, I know my brother does, and you know he's a popular pick. I would be playing Glenn Murray in a game like this. Would I be playing my Brighton defenders? Yeah, probably. If if there were kind of better options out there, I don't know, you know, Chelsea are playing against Man City. That's potentially where you take a little bit of a gamble and and rest your, your high-priced defenders and play someone like a, a Duffy and hopefully he gets you a, a goal from a corner or a clean sheet. I think that's a risk worth taking. Um, but those are the only two players I think I would pick out. Um, yeah, Duffy and, and Duncan and Glenn Murray. Um, Andy, what do you reckon to Cardiff Southampton? Um, <laughs> Cardiff, as we said before, they're doing better than we expected them to at the moment. They seem to be sort of grinding out um, victories. So Southampton, I think, are a really poor side, as evidenced by their equaling Manchester United this week. Um, I think I think Cardiff will win this. I don't see much in Southampton to suggest otherwise. The one thing I did see in Southampton this week was um, Armstrong has now got three goals in two games out of nowhere. They haven't really played him until recently this season. If he picks up a run of form, that could solve their goal-scoring problem, which has been their, their biggest issue over the course of the last couple of seasons. Um, I don't really see Mark Hughes pulling them out of the trouble that they're in, but at least they might start, start scoring some goals there. The other thing I saw was um, Michael Obafemi playing and looking very lively. I don't know whether he's realistically going to score goals, but he got an assist this week. Um, and he's obviously dirt cheap. So, um, weirdly, Southampton strikers, if you're looking to, if you've got Jimenez right now, and Wolves is, as I do, and Wolves' terrible form continues, then it might be worth looking at bringing in one of those two for, for cheaper than Jimenez is. And then um, you can spend that money elsewhere. That's something I'm thinking about, but it's not very high priority for my team at the moment, so I probably won't do it. But if anybody else is, um, then maybe. I don't know. I just think looking at the season ticker in terms of who's got good fixtures um, from now for the next eight game weeks, Southampton are, are right down there at the bottom, second to last. Not good. Um, lots of red fixtures. But <clears throat> even worse than them is Wolves. So I can see why you'd want to move on some Wolves assets, especially as you've got three and they're not on great form. But I don't think Sam- Southampton is a team I'd be looking at for any fantasy assets, to be honest. I think Armstrong's a, a great shout to keep an eye on. Maybe when their fixtures and their form turn, um, maybe when it comes to, you know, end of the season and the relegation teams are battling it out, scoring goals. But um, I'm not for me, really, I don't think. I think... It, it's kind of the same comment as as you had um, earlier about Bournemouth, where they've got Spurs, then Cardiff, Spurs away, Cardiff away, Arsenal at home, 
Huddersfield away, West Ham at home, Man City at home, Chelsea away. And then after that, it's a whole bunch of green. So given that if you're, if you're putting someone like Armstrong in at 5.1 million, it's not somebody that you need to play every week. Um, I think you can just sort of rotate them in for the, for the green fixtures and then bench them for the red fixtures. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's definitely an enabler at that price. He's kind of 5.1 and on good form. Um, I just, I want to see a few more guaranteed minutes for both those players to know, <clears throat> to know that they were going to come off my bench with even two points in a, in a busy kind of Christmas period where there's going to be a lot of rotation. Yeah, that's the point, isn't it? Are they going to keep playing? Yeah. If they are, then it could be worth looking at. If they're not, then obviously move on. Um, Matt, what do you reckon to Man United, Fulham? Um, so, it's sort of a mid-table team against a relegation-threatened team here. Um, <laughs> I don't think you'd go for either uh, assets in either team, really, unless you already have someone like Mitrovic in your, your, your side. Um, Martial looked like a a potential asset um, uh, a couple of weeks ago, um, but he did he get? I think he got dropped um, for for the Southampton game. Which is typical Mourinho. Um, he just it's it's really hard to predict which players to go for. Um, you get the minutes off Fellaini, but he, uh, the players like Rashford and Martial, you'd be excited to buy um, if they were playing for any other manager. Um, that they, they play for Mourinho, so they, they'll show flashes every once in a while, but that'll be about it. Um, and so I think even as a Man U fan, I'd say we probably should win this one. Um, but even if we do, I think it'll be a close, low-scoring game. Um, and uh, that's not very good enough for, for fantasy assets. OK, let's move on swiftly. West Ham, Crystal Palace. This is one for me. Um this is kind of attack against defence. I see. I see it as West Ham's attack. Chicharito coming back into the team and, and getting goals. Um, it's kind of adding to that West Ham threat of Anatovic and Felipe Anderson. Um, yeah, I think Palace have looked good defensively, um, and and it's just whether whether you think that the West Ham attack is is better than the Crystal Palace defence. Yeah, I think I agree with you there. I think um, West Ham will have most of the ball in this game. They've been pretty good at keeping uh, keeping the ball and, and, and attacking teams that defend um, as a predominant strategy. I think that Palace are good at doing that. They're a Hodgson side. Um, there is a chance that Palace could catch West Ham on the counter, um, but I think West Ham will win anyway because I think they'll score more than one goal in this game. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I think I think in terms of fantasy, play your West Ham attackers. Um, don't play your Crystal Palace defenders potentially. Um, maybe Aaron Wan-Bissaka sitting it on the bench for this one. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Andy, what do you reckon to the big game of game week sixteen? Chelsea, Man City. I think this is a fixture that a few weeks ago everyone had circled in their calendar as one of the one of the defining fixtures of the season. And it's a real shame that Chelsea have kind of gone off the board a little bit recently because it takes a bit of the edge off this game. I think it looks like a Man City win as a result. Um, unless with... The, the only sort of thing that might change that in my mind is with Giroud coming back into the Chelsea side, could that reignite Hazard, which would really annoy me now that I've transferred him out. Um, that might make it more of a game, but I would be, 
I would be even if you've got Alonso in your back line at six point nine million, I wouldn't be playing him for this game because I don't see Chelsea winning or or keeping a clean sheet. Um, they may score, but I wouldn't back Alonso to be that player who scored on their current form. So, yeah, I think uh, play your Man City players for this one and drop your Chelsea players. I agree. I think Man City away from home this season against the big teams have slightly played within themselves. Thinking of that win against 1-0 win against Spurs recently at Wembley, uh, the 2-0 win against Arsenal at the Emirates at the start of the season, and the 0-0 draw against Liverpool away. And I think this is probably, even though Chelsea aren't on great form, I think Man City's approach will be the same. They'll try and keep things quite tight and kind of grab a goal or two and not go for the jugular. So I think they'll be looking for a clean sheet. They'll be looking to keep things tighter than they usually do. So Laporte is a good shout to play, I'd say. I agree that I wouldn't be playing Alonso or my Chelsea defenders in this one. Um, Yeah, I think Sterling away from home, this is a big game. He likes playing Sterling in the big games and he likes playing him especially away from home. So I think hopefully... um, Sterling would be someone I'd be playing um, in this one and Sane as well because it looks like he's going to get a space in the team. Interesting thing about Sterling is he has scored far more of his goals at home than away from home this season. Yeah. Um, that may just be a statistical quirk or it may be a, a real thing that he's um, he's more comfortable at the Etihad, but it's worth noting that he, he seems to be scoring more at home. Yeah. Okay. Um Matt, what do you reckon to Leicester versus Spurs? Um, so, I mean, we've spoken about the Spurs assets already, so I won't go too far into them. Um, Leicester, moderately well, and Madison's back after his suspension, and he did all right. Uh, as Vardy will continue to pick up points um, on a fairly regular basis. Uh, so, they're... They're sort of tempting assets, uh, but I don't think people are talking too much at the moment just about jumping on Leicester assets. Their fixtures are a bit mixed. It's one good fixture, one bad, one good, one bad. Um, That's until, it. Yeah, until a, a, a period of quite bad fixtures. So I think you're right. I think people aren't really thinking about them at the moment. Yeah, and, and the Spurs ones, I mean, this isn't necessarily the easiest fixture, but if you got some of those Spurs assets you'd expect to uh, have a good chance of um, a goal or two yeah um, Newcastle Wolves um, this is one for me I think I would be playing my Wolves assets in this one um, and hoping that they can find some form I know that um, they didn't play particularly well against Cardiff and lost the game but Doherty got the goal from a, a corner and I think he's a player that's worth playing in this kind of fixture, especially when Newcastle aren't fantastic going forward. Um, I'd be playing Jimenez because I think Jimenez has looked very dangerous for a number of weeks now and has been very close. Um, and I think he's worth playing against the kind of lesser teams. So, yeah, play your Wolves assets. I would even consider playing my Newcastle defenders if people have Yedlin or Dubravka. I think with Wolves being out of form, um, if you've got your big players like um, Alonso and uh, other players like that playing big teams um, and, you know, Liverpool players playing Bournemouth, I think sometimes you're going to need a, a Yedlin or, or 
you know, another Newcastle defender to come in, and I think this isn't a bad fixture for them. Um, yeah. Andy, what do you reckon to Everton Watford? Um, I think Everton look like a very good side. They were very unlucky to lose this week, as we said. They're on a good run of form. Watford, the exact opposite. So I think this is going to be an Everton win. Um, I think it's time to start looking at um, Everton defenders, not just their attackers, which, I, again, we mentioned in the last uh, the last preview. So um, Jordan Pickford also, he's the third highest scoring goalkeeper in the in the game at 5 million. So if people are looking to change goalkeepers, he's certainly an interesting pick. He actually, when I, at the start of the season, I had him and I, I lost him for Dubravka. So I'm looking enviously on at, at that now. Um, but yeah, I think Everton players, are, I've, I've got two of them. I've got Richarlison and Sigurdsson. They'll both be playing in this game. Um, but put all of your Everton players in and sell your Watford players because they're not doing very well. Yeah, and I think the problem for Watford seems to be up front. They just can't make the ball stick up there anymore. They've lost a bit of that attacking verve. So, yeah, Everton, Everton defenders seems like a really good plan. <clears throat> Excuse me. All right. That's the, the game week um, previews kind of sorted. What about whipping boys? Um, so give me your vote for whipping boy for game week 15 and whipping boy for game week 16. Okay, I'm going to come to Matt first. Um, so whipping boy for game week 15. Um, I'll go, and it's the team that playing against Man City, so Watford. Okay, and what about for game week 16? Um, for game week 16, uh, I would, <laughs> tempted to go for the Man City one again, but um, I I think Huddersfield are, are, are most likely in line against Arsenal. Okay, Andy, what do you reckon for whipping boys for game week 15 and 16? I think... But Arsenal are going to absolutely destroy Man United. So I think Man United are going to be my whipping boys for game week 15. <laughs> I think that's really ambitious. Um, there's no one thinking about Spurs-Southampton. This is the one that people have been talking about getting Harry Kane in for and captaining him. Um, I think, yeah, I've got, to, I've got to shout out Southampton as the whipping boys for me. Um, I think Spurs will want to bounce back from... Uh, the, the derby and you know they've got a lot of players that they can rotate in to play for this fixture so we're, we're split for whipping boys is is anyone Andy can I tempt you away from Man United um, yeah go on then I'll, uh, I'll agree with you Duncan and say it's going to be Southampton but I do think that Man you're in trouble for that game okay so whipping boys are Southampton for game week 15 and Andy who do you reckon for game week 16 um, I'm going to go for Arsenal's opponents again, Huddersfield. I think they look in a lot of danger. Yeah, I agree with that one. And Arsenal on, on form and looking confident. So, yeah, good shout. Southampton and Huddersfield it is. I think instead of picking gut punts for each game week, I'm just going to ask you guys what you think your gut punt is for the next two fixtures. So you've got a bit of a double game week for gut punts. Um, Matt, what do you reckon? Um does Felipe Anderson count as a gut? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he's not too old yet, but I think his ownership is uh, steadily rising at the moment because he's he's doing it, doing the business every week. Uh, and he's got a couple of nice looking fixtures for West Ham. Yeah, two home games. Um, yeah, not a bad shout. Andy, what about you for gut punt? Well, following Matt's not very punty punt, can I have a... <laughs> 
can I have a Bamiyang? No, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you some time to think. I'll come up with my one. <laughs> one that is a bit more punty. Um, my gut punt is going to be Glenn Murray um, because I think Brighton uh, at home against Crystal Palace and that's a, a bit of a weird, we've talked about it before, the weird Brighton Palace derby. Um, they don't like each other and it turns into a bit of a derby game and I think a poacher in the box is going to profit in that kind of goalmouth scramble kind of scenario. And then they've got Burnley away and as we know, Burnley are terrible at the moment so yeah, I think Glenn Murray's a good shout. And yeah, he's on good form, picking up the odd goal here and there. So here we go. Come on, Glenn. Andy, have you thought of another one? Can I have Mitrovic? Yeah, you can have Mitrovic. Because I think um, we've, we've spoken about Leicester being on a bit of a ropey run of form, um, not necessarily uh, the best team at the front or the back. And then following up on that, there's the uh, extremely shaky Man U defence coming up. <laughs> so I I think Mitrovic is uh, in a good position to profit from both of those games. And the new manager bounce as well, hopefully. Indeed, indeed. he's uh, And he's a particularly bouncy new manager as well, isn't he? So. <laughs> he is. Definitely <laughs> D. Um, <laughs> we could always hope for the uh, new manager bounce in Man U, potentially, uh, in a couple of games a week's time. Well, that will be an interesting moment, won't it? Because if uh, if we do get a new manager in, suddenly the tables are turned on Man U assets. And the fixtures look good as well. Yeah. Yeah. One to watch. Um, okay, clean sheets. Uh, start with game week 15. Matt, who's your first clean sheet? Um, so I think Man City tend to keep a clean sheet every single week. Um, so I'd, I'd go for them. Okay. Andy, what do you say? Liverpool. Cannot see Burnley scoring against Liverpool. Okay, good shout. I'm going to go for Brighton. Uh, home to Crystal Palace, I think. Oh, no. Shout. Forget that. I'm going for Spurs. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you made it really easy for me there. No, no. Matt, what, what, what do you reckon? Well, I think you've sort of picked two there because I, I won't do Brighton instead. I'll go for Bournemouth at home to Huddersfield. Yeah, that's a good call. Andy? Uh, Chelsea against Wolves. And I'm going to stick with Brighton against Crystal Palace. Matt, can you see any more? Um, I think Everton against Newcastle. Um, it's very likely clean sheet material there. Yep. Andy? A lot of clean sheets here, aren't there? It's a big uh, big week for clean sheets. Yeah. Um, I think we've, we've, we've said most of the games now, haven't we? Actually, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe Arsenal against Man U. But if we're getting down to the maybes, we've probably, we've probably finished it, yeah. Yeah, I think so. So that's a lot of potential clean sheets, game week 15. Um, game week 16, um, Andy, I'll start with you first. Okay. Um, who shall I say out of Burnley and Brighton is going to keep a clean sheet? I think Brighton will keep a clean sheet against Burnley. I think that's a good shout. Matt, what do you reckon? I have to say that all these uh, Brighton clean sheets, uh, I, I wouldn't... wouldn't... Had a Brighton goalkeeper <laughs> these weeks. Which is playing with your mind. Yeah, that's it. As, as likely as it might look in, on paper, I can tell you the reality is always very different uh, when it comes to Brighton. Uh, my shout goes to Arsenal at home to Huddersfield. Yeah, good call. Um, I think I'm going to go for... Ooh, 
Everton. I've said the Watford attackers are looking great at the moment, so I'm going to stick with Everton. Okay, back to you, Andy. Uh, Wolves to keep a clean sheet at Newcastle. Yeah, hopefully they'll be back on form. Matt? Um, do you know uh, Let's see. I think that West Ham against Crystal Palace uh, might keep a clean sheet. I think Palace uh, dominated Burnley but could only score two goals. Uh, I think when they get less chances, it's very likely they won't score. Okay. I think this isn't looking as good for clean sheets this week. I think the last one that I can see is probably Liverpool away to Bournemouth, but that that is getting into the maybe territory. It's only based on Liverpool's quality at the back. Andy, any more for any more? I think that's it. Um, I I, I actually believe more strongly in Liverpool than you do. I think they will keep a clean sheet in that game. Okay, so we've we've got clean sheets in all but three in game week 16. Um, We've got clean sheets in all but one, two, three, four, or in all but four in game week 16. Um, so game week 15 is looking better for playing four at the back or, or five if you're going really going for it or have to. Um, captains and transfers. Um, Andy, I'm going to come to you first. All right, well, I've already made my transfer. Um, I have brought in Aubameyang for Aguero because I think uh, I wanted to get that in early because I think his price is going to rise as other people do the same thing with the uh, Aguero injury. Um, so that's my transfer. Um, ready for the Man U game, of course. I'm sorely considering captaining Aubameyang for that game because if uh, if Arsenal do run away run away with it, then Aubameyang will be the lead profiteer, I think. Um, so yeah, either him or maybe Eriksson. I think Sterling's too much for risk because, as we've mentioned before, he may get rotated. So one of those two will be my captain. Okay. Yeah, and I think you're right to move quickly um, in this kind of short space in between game weeks on transfers. You know, prices can change very quickly. Aubameyang looks like he's going up tonight. Sane looks like he's going up tonight. Alexander-Arnold as well. So, yeah, I think you have to... It's not that far to move quickly. Um, you know, you've only got a couple of days. So, yeah, good shout. Okay, Matt, what about you for captains and transfers? Um, so, I've already rage-transferred Sterling into my... <laughs> taking the hazard out. Uh, so I'm now looking at uh, Obama Yang as well, or potentially Kane um, instead of Aguero. Uh, and then I've got my eyes on Pereira and Salah, uh, maybe to get on the Sane bandwagon or maybe yes, some more Spurs assets like Ericsson. Yeah. Yeah, it's just difficult to know if, you know, so much competition in the Spurs midfield, whether whether they're going to be safe picks, especially with that kind of recurring yeah. injury. Well, I think with Ericsson, yeah. he is, when they play well, Ericsson plays. And I think particularly last week's performance against Chelsea shows how important he is to their team. Given that he's not going to be tired from a, a season of already having played up to now, I think he's the least likely of those players to get rotated. Um, and he is very much Kane's enabler. I think Kane plays a lot better with Ericsson in the side. So to use your, your metaphor earlier, Duncan, uh, if the Kane train does start rolling, I think Ericsson's going to be aboard. <laughs> He's going to be the... Um, yeah, and two assists in two games. Um, not bad, considering, you know, they didn't get a huge amount of goals against Arsenal. So, um, yeah. Um, me, for this week, my bus team captain is on Salah. 
my plan was to take a hit um, and get Kane in um, for Aguero and then downgrade probably um, Fraser or or elsewhere. Um, I've now slightly changed my mind um, and I, I'm just not keen on hits at the moment because every time I've taken a hit, it's worked out quite badly for me this season. Um, I think... I think I'd, I'd really like Aubameyang in my team for Aguero and I could do that as a straight straight switch. Um, and it would be nice as an Arsenal fan to start having some fancy assets in my team from Arsenal. And it just makes you enjoy the game even more than you would um, if, if they do well, um, which they are at the moment. So that's all I'm tempted at. What I'm trying to do um, at the moment is just wait for the team news. So I know, especially with teams like Man City, um, and the rotation and having brought Sterling in. Um, yeah, I just want to make sure that I have a strong bench and I don't go crazy and take hits and then find out that Sterling's going to be dropped. So, yeah, I might try and hold off until the last minute this week and just get as much information as I can um, before I make a move. And if it turns out that Aguero is looking like he's going to be fit, it might be worth me leaving my team this week Um because it's quite strong with those Bournemouth players um, home to Huddersfield and generally across the other fixtures, it looks pretty good. So I might try and hold off if I can and give Aguero one last game if it's looking like he's going to start. Um, yeah, that's it. Well, that was a, a bumper pod, um, a bit of a marathon for all of us. I think um, my voice just about held out. There was a lot of coughing. At one point, I think Matt's wife came in to tell him to hurry up. Um, <laughs> so we've done well. Um, if you don't follow us already on Twitter, we're at FBLFFanatics. Um, give us a follow. Get in touch with us on there as well. It'd be great to hear from you. Um, but apart from that... Roll on the Xmas fixtures. It gets really exciting now. You know, you've got a fixture every three days or so. So, yeah, keep an eye on the team news and, and enjoy it. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, so it's good night from me and say goodbye, Matt. So long. Fantasy football it's, it seems to be killing me at the moment, but there's always next week. There's always next week. There's always next game week. Say goodbye, Andy. Um Goodbye, everybody, and come on, Aubameyang. You can destroy Man United next week, get Mourinho fired, and get me a lot of points. Nice one. And I'm back in the top 20,000. Come on. Um, see you all next week. <laughs>